When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. In my prep or pre-thinking for this recording, I think I've stumbled across a, a big reason why being a teaching artist is such an appealing vocation for me, why I enjoy it so darn much, is that I think it is very harmonious with what my definition or my uh, sense of ethics regarding the word power is. Um, and obviously this is the topic that's been talked about a lot in recent years is like, what what does power mean? And, and the shorthand for me is that I think the only proper way of thinking about power is it being inseparable from responsibility. Power is responsibility. Like if you are the most powerful person in the room. I know everybody's heard me say this a thousand times. You have a moral obligation to be the gentlest person in the room. You have to find the exact minimum force to use in order to make things happen. Because anything more than that, and you're crossing the line over into monsterhood. Um, so this is very on. This is very much on my mind a lot when I'm in the room with students. Now, what 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 are you talking about, Jersey? When you talking about power, like. Well, what I'm talking about is that that gap of experience and expertise between you and the beginner, this person who's, not, who's, who's done very little of this, who's taking a class in order to learn this. You have so much more perspective, so much more mastery, even if you haven't been doing this that long, right? You have so much more than that student that to, to operate in a way that doesn't use some level of consideration for their perspective, um, a gentle approach that doesn't, um, that isn't impatient with them, that isn't, uh, expecting too much of them right away. Um, a lot of times you could be their first encounter with this art form. That, that's an immense responsibility, right? Um, something I, I do take, I try to take very seriously anyway, is that like, I, I, I'm going to do my darndest to make sure nobody has a bad experience with this art form when I'm in the room, you know? Now, there's only so much control I have over that, right? Because, like, again, we talk about the perspective taking and the little tiny sliver that you get of experiencing the student's life. You don't know what their background is or what happened to them that day, what kind of, you know, life they've led. So maybe when they're having a bad experience, it's not because of you. Maybe it's because it's dredging up some other things. That's entirely possible, and it's something that should be considered as well. But my point is, is that this is tied into yesterday's episode where I was talking about, you know, classroom management and making it not about you because this isn't the student attacking you personally if they're acting out or if they're being obstreperous or if they're getting a little impatient with things. It could be any number of things. And then the important thing is to remove your ego from that situation and really try to operate in the moment. And when I'm operating in the moment, I'm trying to think to myself, like, what's the absolute minimum I can do? What's the minimum amount of push that I need to add here in order to get the student to make their commitment to the thing? So in other words, it's not to say, come on, everybody, we got to get this work done. All right, all right, all right. Simmer down, everybody. Hold the chatter. Try to find a way to, instead of force my own personality into the room, try to work with the personality that's emerging in the room and guide them to where it needs to go. That sounds very abstract and it's kind of hard to explain, but... I think a way to find that flow 
is to check yourself and remember the power dynamic and remember that these people that you're working with have considerably less experience doing this thing and don't have the, the subtlety and the nuance of understanding that you do with it. Even if they do, you don't know that yet. So, you know, it's like I think of um, a Merlin Mann quote from ages ago. It was like a decade ago. He said something about, you know, uh, the code of conduct when engaging with, with people online in like chat and on social media. So they never assume that they're as intelligent and as emotionally well-balanced as you are. Now, that's not to say that you think that you're the most in, most intelligent, most well, well-balanced person in the room, but allow for there to be some discrepancy there because it, that will help you not get um, defensive when you encounter weirdness, right? And again, it's that whole idea of it's not about you. Respect the power dynamic. They are here to learn from you and you have, I feel, an obligation to meet them where they are and help bring them to where you are as best you can and as gently as you can. Right, gently in terms of <sighs> pushing them right up to the edge of their comfort zone, and then encouraging them and reassuring them that they can do it. Create a safe space for them to make mistakes, and celebrate them when they start to make those strides. Okay, I'll close with this. This is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. So, ages ago, I had a student who, like, they had a, a finished a comics page where they cracked two-point perspective. They figured it out. They finally, like, understood it. And then this drawing of a cityscape, which was, I mean, they were a teenager, and they cracked two-point perspective, which was an achievement. The drawing wasn't that great. It was what a 17-year-old could pull off who had just discovered two-point perspective, right? So the architecture wasn't very thoroughly researched. There wasn't a lot of um, texture or detail to indicate, like, to make me feel like I was in a place. But... What was to be celebrated in that moment? They, they were happy that they understood two-point perspective, so I celebrated the page. I said, oh my gosh, this looks fantastic. Good for you. I can't believe you. How did you get there? What was the moment when you knew, right? Um, celebrate, investigate, reflect with them so that they can own their learning, etc. Years later, the same student, who is now an adult, said to me, hey, I found that page recently. I cannot believe that you showered me with so much praise. It was garbage. I said, well, now it's garbage by your skill level that you're at now, right? But in that moment, that was a major breakthrough for you, and it deserved all the congratulations in the world, right? This isn't glad hand- handling. This isn't um, everybody gets a trophy. This is identifying what growth needs to happen and celebrate it when it happens. And that requires an immense amount of attention, maybe too much for some people. Um, but I think back to the person who trained me to be a teacher, she once said, and maybe this is a little bit um, melodramatic, but I love the idea. She said, if you don't walk out of the classroom exhausted, you haven't done your job. I think that's asking a lot. And I don't think that it's always like that. I'm not always exhausted. But, you know, I remind myself that when it does, when moments do call for that much of me, that's the job saying, yeah, this is an important job and you're taking it seriously right now. So... I hope that makes sense. I'll try to elaborate on this idea in future Thunder Punch Dailies. And if you have any questions, thoughts, or wonderings, please do reach out to me via either via social media or just email me. It's just my name at gmail.com. Um, and I would love to address whatever you're wondering about when, when it comes to this, because this, this too, this project is 
a service-driven project in that I'm trying to make something that excites you about the idea of being a teaching artist, gives you some useful tools for being a teaching artist, and then pointing to some of the ways that you could grow as an artist through being a teaching artist. And, uh, you know, your feedback would be, of course, welcomed and helpful in helping me explore these ideas in a way that is clear and transmissible. Okay, this is part of the Art Sound Off Challenge, artsoundoff.com, where me and my buddy Rob Stenzinger challenge ourselves and by extension everybody else to check in over the month of November with an audio journal about their art. If you do share them, please use the Art Sound Off hashtag so we can follow along, but you don't have to share them. You can just do it for the pure practice of it. And thank you if you are doing that too. I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. Until then, remember everybody. Sometimes movies and television adventure series like this one make it seem as though shooting a gun, fighting, and taking chances are fun and exciting things to do. And what's more, the good guys never get hurt. But in real life, people do get hurt, even killed when they fight or use guns. Make-believe can be fun, and there's nothing wrong with imagining great adventures. But never forget that when it's the real thing, someone can get hurt. Even the good guys. Even you. <laughs>